This is That Marketing Podcast. Brought to you by Communicator. Made by marketers for marketers. Welcome to another episode of That Marketing Podcast, where this week we're talking about account-based selling with Susan Hallam, MBE. Uh, Susan is the uh, founder and CEO of Hallam, one of the UK's leading digital agencies. Uh, prior to this, she's been a senior lecturer in marketing at Nottingham Trent University and a senior digital marketer at both BT and Capital One. So a huge amount of experience in this field and a great person to talk to about a subject that uh, is certainly new to a lot of us and should be really interesting. Susan, thank you very much for joining us. It's really lovely to be here and I'm looking forward to all the kinds of things we have to talk about. Excellent. Okay. Well, maybe start with a, a simple question, hopefully. Um, account-based marketing is pretty well known to, to marketers, but account-based selling is something that's, that's certainly new to me. So can you tell us a little bit about how it works as a, as a basic principle? Sure, I will. And in terms of account-based selling, the first thing to keep in mind is there's nothing new under the sun. Um, account-based selling is simply, you, you may know it once upon a time, it was also called as social selling. But what we're finding is, is that as our customers are becoming more and more um, aware of the ability to do their own research, to be able to get their own testimonials and recommendations from trusted advisors, the sales process has been turned on its head. So instead of salespeople going through lengthy phone calls and discovery sessions, fundamentally salespeople need to be showing that they're informed and available um, as part of that that decision-making process. So we're finding a lot of high-performing companies are working on training their sales professionals to be using these social selling techniques, um, which, is, which as this new way of working is then going to be um, accelerating the sales process. It's going to be making sales uh, cycles run more smoothly and much more quickly. Um, and really the purpose of the conversation today is going to be to think a little bit about what is the intersection of social selling with um, and account-based selling and account-based marketing. Um, and that's really what I'd like to talk a little bit about is, is, is some of the ways that we can be using account-based selling um, in a practical sense. How do you manage account-based activity within sales and marketing? Does it need to, to sit more within the marketing team or more within the sales team in most organizations? Well, I think as we look at it, um, we have two quite distinct functions. Of course, we have sales and marketing, but we all know, as as marketing professionals, we know that these two activities um, need to work hand in glove. So, so for it to work, you know, the the sum of the you know the whole is always greater than the sum of the parts. So, as we're looking at account based selling, let's say in the first instance, if we were to look at these two things as as separate activities. As we're looking at, at account-based selling, what we need to be doing um, is to ensure that our sales teams have the skills and the knowledge that they need to be um, able to succeed. With our marketing activity, as we're building brand awareness and we're, most importantly, in my opinion, generating leads, we need to ensure that we're getting complete synergy between what the sales team are saying in terms of their messaging with what the marketing team is saying. So we're aligning these messages, we're aligning the different offers we're making, we're aligning the different propositions to ensure it's all working well. But as we look at what your account-based sales teams are doing, 
as marketing professionals, we need to be taking into consideration the kind of tasks that they are undertaking as part of the sales um, process. Um, I have, by the way, written a guide to using account-based selling. You can find it um, on our website. It's hallam.co slash GatorCon. So I've built this for our, our communicator um, conference. And in there, I've outlined the kind of tasks that your, your, your account-based sales teams will be doing. And these range from things that you would expect, like um, researching your clients in terms of doing prospecting to simply find who is the right person in the account. And if we're doing account-based marketing, where we're specifically going for those high-profitable, um, well-targeted companies that we want to be selling to, your sales teams could then be then doing the research to, to find the particular contacts and prospects in that organization. But what they can then also then be doing is, is if the, as they're looking at these, these, these real people's profiles, they could then be tailoring their pitch based on the, what they're learning from the LinkedIn profile. So if you can see that if I have a particular background in, a, in an area of expertise, or I have a specialist interest in an area that is a real strength for your company, your sales teams are going to be tailoring the pitch um, to that particular individual. And what we need to be thinking about is, is that the, by the time the sales guy starts to engage with a lead that we've generated from our, from our account-based marketing activity, the sales guy, he's not the first touch anymore. The company's going to have, um, a, 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 you know, there's going to be an awareness and understanding of, about the company and that the, the sales um, initiative has to follow in that smoothly. So as we're looking at it, the, your, your sales guys are going to need training on how to make these kind of connections, how to engage with individuals. And one of the things that, that we might want to think about is there is a really simple rule of five on LinkedIn for sales guys. So if I were, for example, to research and find that you are my, 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 my target that I would like to be selling to, there are five different steps that I can take to start to build a relationship with you. And it, I'm going to, and, and me as a sales guy, I'm going to need um, your marketing support to help me in, in, in order for me to be successful. So it might be, for example, is that as I, if, I have, if I have found my target, I might simply do something as straightforward as like the content that that individual is putting on LinkedIn, step one. Step two might be then that, for example, I then comment on something that you've shared. I've added some value without it being a sales pitch, but for me just to start to build that relationship. The third part of that account-based selling process might be that I simply then share something that you have um, that you have produced. Fourth part of that process then might be that I then mention you in my own post. But the most important thing would be is, is I do have to have a deep understanding of, of, of what the potential client wants. I have to have a deep understanding of what motivates them and I have to have a deep understanding of what value I'm going to be adding to that relationship. If we look at your marketing function, your marketing team needs, needs to be giving the tools, the ammunition to the sales guys in terms of content and offers or perhaps client research to understand what their priorities are. So coming back to my first theme, account-based marketing has to integrate with account-based sales activity. 
And then finally, just to conclude, if we think a little bit about what our sales colleagues need, there is a huge amount of um, information available um, on the internet in terms of how to create a great profile, a great trustworthy profile, and the profile to create an all-star profile on LinkedIn will require the input from the marketing team. What story do we want to tell? What proposition do we want to be promoting? And what LinkedIn does is LinkedIn makes available a free tool called the Social Selling Index. And your sales team, or indeed any of us, can go to the Social Selling Index tool, and it will score your use of LinkedIn in terms of doing the right kinds of things on LinkedIn in order to make you a, a, a good sales professional. And again, uh, on the, the page that I've created for this podcast, I've put a link to the Social Selling Index. I've put a link to the kinds of techniques that we can use to be researching prospects. I've put a link to how we can tailor the proposition. So the first part of the process in terms of account-based selling is to get the sales team up and running but it requires the input from the marketing team to, to make it really, truly effective. Clearly, it's very much uh, a personal one-to-one -one type approach if you're uh, researching individual profiles. Can, can an existing marketing automation structure still play a role in, in account-based selling? How would you go about that? Oh, definitely. So if we think about account-based marketing and account-based selling, clearly that one-to-one -one relationship is what's going to really close the deal. But what we need to be doing is then leveraging the benefits of marketing automation and to a certain extent machine learning and, um, uh, and artificial intelligence to try to, to um, get in contact with a, a greater number of prospective clients based on their interest, based on their, on, on their behaviors. And as we think about marketing automation, at, at its very simplest, this could, com this could comprise um, using LinkedIn's own advertising um, platforms. So as we look at our account-based marketing, I would strongly recommend that businesses consider doing website retargeting, which means, of course, if you have come to my website and, and looked at a specific piece of content, I can retarget you on LinkedIn knowing what it was that you were interested in specifically on my website. So website retargeting is, 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 one of the, is a hugely powerful and cost-effective way uh, of using that marketing automation. We can also do email contact targeting if you wanted to do something as simple as upload your prospective clients' email addresses to LinkedIn. We can target them that way. Um, and then, of course, we have all the traditional LinkedIn targeting techniques that I would have thought most of the marketeers listening to this podcast will know already that has to do with targeting using things like a geographic distribution and job titles and things like that. But as we look at marketing automation, we also need to keep in mind the wealth of other data sources that are available to us that can then inform our, our marketing automation um, strategies. And, and if we're thinking particularly along the lines, let's say, let's start with something um, as simple as lead nurturing. We can be using external data sources. Um, in our case, we happen to use a, a provider to identify businesses as they come onto our website. And more importantly, then, it lets me know the source or the referrer of that traffic. So um, with regards to LinkedIn, I can see very clearly 
um, a, a people looking at our content, our company content, or our sales team's content on LinkedIn. I can see them clicking on it, coming to visit our website. So I know the name of the company who's come to our website, and I know what um, that they came from LinkedIn. And then that can then inform and power our marketing automation activity so that I'm able to see in terms of lead nurturing and more importantly, lead scoring, how many times has the con uh, this, this prospective client um, engaged with my content? How frequently have they visited my website? And most importantly, in terms of that lead nurturing funnel, when I see that behavior, I can set up a series of workflows or trigger activities that I can then continue to keep in touch with that contact, um, that contact at scale. Um, it, 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 you know, it's called mass personalization. You know, in terms of marketing automation, I can see what the client is interested in, and the marketing automation can then respond with highly, highly personalized um, uh, next steps based on the activity that they undertook. So as we're looking at marketing automation, we could be looking at advertising platforms. We could look at integration and API interfaces with other sources of data. And the main thing to think about is, is that this cannot be the preserve of just technology geeks. As we look at the intersection of account-based marketing and account-based sell selling, um, both teams need to understand the power of these technologies and see how they benefit their respective business responsibilities and business activities. So as we're looking at these lead nurturing campaigns, we need to make sure that the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. Your sales teams need to have a deep understanding of what the marketing activity is looking at, looking like. The marketing team has to ha be able to track and measure and engage with the activity that the sales teams are also delivering on a one-to-one -one basis. So like, I think your question's a good one, and that marketing automation um, is probably the sweet spot for most marketeers at the moment. As we're looking at account-based marketing, account-based sales, the integration with, with marketing automation is where, you're, where, where, where there's going to be a great win-win situation. You talked a little bit about tracking the results. How does this approach change what the, the traditional sales marketing funnel looks like? Is it, is it literally turned on its head? Is it slightly differently styled? Yes. If we think a little bit about the, the traditional funnel, you know, the, at the top of the funnel we have awareness. So, you know, we're doing things like advertising and campaigns, and then we're going into that consideration phase where I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at and I'm evaluating you against other competitors. And then, you know, we, we put together marketing activities that have to do with conversion, you know, that we want them to take action or we want them to make inquiries. I think what's really new, and, and I think that's still true, that we have awareness and consideration and con conversion in our funnel. But there are two more areas, I think, that we need to be looking at in the account-based marketing and account-based sales models. Um, one of them has to do with that stage in the funnel called maintain. And what that means is what can we be doing within our marketing and sales activities so that we don't lose the client for any reason. Um, and we can be using marketing automation. We can be using social selling to maintain those relationships. 
We can also be using different kinds of advertising techniques to keep in touch with our existing client base. And then that takes us to the final part of the funnel, which is, you know, if we go from awareness to consideration, conversion, and then into maintain, the last section has to be expand. And what we want to make sure that we're doing is that we are then extracting maximum lifetime customer value out of our existing client base. And if we think about account-based marketing and account-based selling on LinkedIn, this is how we can then find other business areas that might be interested in our service and offerings. We might be able to discover from the client what else could they be buying from us that they aren't buying already. So as we look at the funnel, um, I think we look at, at account-based marketing. I think the one change that marketeers need to be making with that funnel is the addition of those two additional phases of maintain and expand. And to be honest, that's virtually all profit. Once we start to be upselling and cross-selling using account-based marketing and account-based sales to our existing client base, it's all profit. That's all straight profit. I think we like the sound of that. Um, I thought your, <laughs> <laughs> your tips and so far in your annual GatorCon talk is very much LinkedIn focused. Is this an easy approach to expand across other social networks as, as sources of data? Sure. And again, although we will be talking, I, I will be, uh, for the purpose of, of this guy's exercise, this, this session at Catercom, we're going to be talking uh, predominantly about, uh, exclusively about LinkedIn. But the principles that we're going to be covering will also hold true with other social channels as well. So if we're using the, one of the things that I will be covering or I have covered at the session at GatorCon is I have promised to give 25 tips on how to do account-based marketing and account-based selling well. And obviously the number one tip has to be to articulate and identify the goals that you're trying to achieve. So as, we, so as we're looking at LinkedIn, we need to also be selling, uh, setting similar goals to platforms, whether it be Twitter or Pinterest. Um, we might also want to, for example, be looking at account-based marketing and account-based selling using channels, social channels like WhatsApp. Of course, WhatsApp now has a, a business version, doesn't it? So we're looking at new ways that we can communicate with people, new ways of presenting our proposition and building relationships, so that whilst we'll be talking about LinkedIn, everything we discuss also applies to the other social channels as well. As I said, there's, not really no, there's nothing new under the sun, is there? Sales is sales, great marketing is great marketing. What we're talking about are new techniques using these new channels, to, um, to help us to deliver really powerful, really effective marketing. Is there one pitfall that you see too many companies make as they start to introduce account-based selling, something that everyone could avoid if they're, if they're going to start as a result of listening to this? Yes. Okay. So if we're looking at using account-based marketing, account-based selling, there are a couple of typical pitfalls that businesses will often you know, fall into the trap of. The first one is going to be underestimating how much sustained cross-department effort it's going to take to make this be a success. I think sometimes people think using this kind of account-based marketing, account-based selling 
is as simple as setting it up and letting it run. But that's not the case. It's going to need ongoing planning, ongoing, um, ongoing strategizing. But most importantly, we're going to need to continue to provide support on an ongoing basis to our sales teams. So I think the first pitfall is to underestimate the amount of time and effort it, may, it takes in order to really deliver exceptional results. I think the second pitfall that people um, that the businesses fall into when it comes to implementing a program of account-based marketing, account-based selling, is the fact that they haven't agreed um, a very good, it, to be honest, project plan. That we know these are the objectives. Here's, I'm sure most of the people that are listening to the podcast will know the principle of OKRs in terms of objectives and key results. The other point of failure for account-based marketing and account-based selling um, initiatives is that we don't have well-defined OKRs that, that, that specify these are the specific actions that we need to take place that are going to ensure that this campaign is going to work well. Um, I would put that pretty much down to a, a lack of knowledge in terms of project management, a lack of knowledge about what's involved. So I think it's, I guess, really the point of failure is lack of preparation. Like you say, nothing new under the sun. You've still got to have sales and marketing teams talking to each other proactively rather than just sitting in their silos. To put a more positive spin on that, do you have an example of a company, of a, of a B2B company that's, that's, that is doing this really well and the kind of results they've seen where you can see see the, the steps change in their results? Yeah. I think the, the best place in terms of looking at account-based marketing and account-based selling, some of the best examples that I would, would signpost um, the listeners of this podcast to take a look at has to do with businesses that are in the software as a service space. So if we were to look at um, the kind of business, businesses uh, that are providing cloud-based software, and I'm sure you can think of what a lot of these might look like, um, whether it be things like HR systems or accounting systems like Xero, if we're looking at, um, there, there are a number of them. But if you were to take a look at your favorite software as a service provider and stop and think about the account-based marketing and account-based selling that they've been doing to you as a client, you will start to recognize these activities going on. So if we're looking for good examples, why don't you look back on the kind of supplier relationships you have with these cloud-based suppliers. Take a look at the different touch points. Take a look at the different messaging. I think if you look closely, you will also see split testing going on. They're sending you different variations of different messages. Um, but so that if you were to ask me who seems to be doing it really well, I'd have to say it's companies in that software as a service um, sector. Oh, so this is something that needs, like you say, a great deal of planning, forethought, and ongoing maintenance. You've mentioned the um, .co, uh, co forward slash GatorCon as a resource, but where else would you point to people if they're looking for a resource they can they can read or watch to really understand this before they take the plunge? I think if you're looking to get up to speed with the kind of things that are happening in terms of using specifically LinkedIn as an account-based marketing and account-based sales tool, uh, there, there, there are three things that I, I, three places I would signpost the listeners to. The first is LinkedIn has its own LinkedIn 
in marketing and sales blog that it writes. Um, I will include a link in that into the resource pack that I'm putting together for this um, for GatorCon. And I would strongly recommend that you read that because in there they do sh uh, link the team at LinkedIn share best practice. They give really good case studies. And the final thing I would say is is off that um, blog, they are always looking for good examples of companies that are doing their own great account-based marketing and account-based sales. And you might find yourself featured in that um, in that particular publication. I'll include a link to that um, on, on the post. Second thing is, do you remember once upon a time there used to be a thing called books? Um, there are three books that, that, that I would quickly mention to you. And again, I'll include links to these on the, um, the hallam.co slash GatorCon page. But three books, there's a really good book that I love called The LinkedIn Sales Playbook. Um, and it is a, a tactical guide to social selling. Uh, and I would, I think it's a little teeny bit out of date, but I have to say, it, um, it, I, I still find that, you know, the, the, the core principles hold true. It does include a whole series of webinars that you can watch um, as well. So the first book is called The LinkedIn Sales Play, Playbook. And the other one um, is a book called LinkedIn to Influence. And it's how to become a top influencer um, on LinkedIn to attract your ideal clients. So I would certainly recommend those um, as well. And of course, I, you know, I wouldn't be me if I didn't say, obviously I'm on Hallam on our website, we blog regularly and we have a whole series of blog posts that I would also um, signpost your listeners to that we talk about creating an all-star profile. We talk about using the metrics that are appearing off your your LinkedIn company page. We're going to, so there's, uh, we're talking about LinkedIn marketing automation. So I would signpost you to our blog, the Hallam uh, LinkedIn blog as well. And that's the Hallam.co slash blog, is that? Yep, if you just go, if, if you can find our blog, if you were just to go to Hallam.co slash GatorCon, how about I just put a link in there to all of our various blog posts, which would give you a great starting point right off the bat. Sounds brilliant. Thank you very much. Pleasure. All right. I think that's that's enough on account-based selling to, to whet everyone's appetite. Hopefully get everyone diving into those books and those blogs and trying it out. So thank you very much for your time today. Thanks very much. And if anybody wants to share their experiences with me, um, I would really appreciate it. You can contact me on, contact me on LinkedIn. You can get me at Susan Hallam on Twitter um, or drop me an email. I'm Susan at Hallam.co.uk. So I'd love to hear the stories of the kind of things that, that the listeners have been doing with their own LinkedIn marketing. Fantastic. You heard everybody. Get on, the, get on those social sites, get on those emails and let us know how you get on. Enjoy. Thanks again.